So I'm in, you know, food and beverage, I'm in real estate, I'm in shipping, I'm in e-commerce, I'm in so many different places. And the key to all of that is having great operational partners, great teams, great systems. But at the end of the day, you are going to end up meeting people that you otherwise wouldn't have met. You are going to get so much value out of it. The more that you engage in the community that you live and work in, you will derive tangible results from that, even though that's not why you're doing it. Welcome to the She Shines podcast with your hosts, brand photographer and serial entrepreneur, Anna Laura, and super proud career woman with a passion for entrepreneurship, Alex. Tune in for some connection, community, and girl talk. Plus, join their conversations with other entrepreneurs and professionals who've been there, built that, and are paying it forward. They'll take your burning questions and turn them into actionable steps with a glass of champagne in hand. Here we go. How many times have you opened up Instagram or LinkedIn and felt like you've seen someone else hitting a huge major milestone in their business? Let's be honest here. (laughs) While you are so happy for your friend or this total stranger on the interweb, you're also thinking, oh my gosh, how did she do it? Can I ever do that? I mean... Mm-hmm. it's it's real been there <laughs> like I'm I'm pretty sure that happened to me today so <laughs> imposter syndrome kicks in hard you are not yeah. alone so as you'll hear from our guest today Lisa Song Sutton more often than not it takes time strategic work and a village to become a quote-unquote overnight success <laughs> and if you don't know Lisa ladies get ready because you are oh in gosh. for a real treat and a real taste of business school in this episode Absolutely. I mean, Lisa is the definition of a multi-passionate entrepreneurial woman. She is a four-time entrepreneur, real estate investor, and former Miss Nevada casual hair Amazing. <laughs> I mean, she started her business career working in a top Vegas law firm and then went on to create multiple companies of her own. Her very first business, Sin City Cupcakes, is an iconic Las Vegas treat that delights tens of thousands of locals and visitors every single year. Lisa is also the co-founder of Ship Las Vegas, Elite Homes, Christie's International Real Estate, and Liquid and Lace Swimwear. So many amazing businesses. So many, right? And in this episode, Lisa is spilling all the details on how to know which of your many ideas to pursue, how to pursue your passions without burnout, how to be resourceful with your marketing and sales, and the importance of community and networking while growing your business. Uh, All the things that we as multi-passionate entrepreneurs (laughs) really need to hear and hear on repeat. As you listen, be sure to take note of any questions that you have because while we love you for listening, like literally just love love you to pieces, we actually want to hear from you. So here is what you're going to do. You're going to text the word mentor to 215-608-3002 and you're going to be added into our text fam. And just to clarify, this is not a group text, okay? So don't even worry. It's literally just me and Alex here checking in with 
actionable tips, answering your questions, and giving you some value-packed resources because we want you to show up with more confidence and more clarity and really create a beehive level of community around your business. Yes. So like Anna Laura said, believe it or not, it is really us on the other end responding to you, cheering you on. So again, go on and text the word mentor to 215-608-3002 or just go on and tap the text us link in your show notes. Let's get into this episode. Welcome back to the She Shines podcast. We are so delighted and honored to be joined today by Lisa Song Sutton. Lisa, say hello, introduce yourself. Where are you from? All the goodies. Hi, everyone. I'm Lisa Song Sutton. Um, I'm an entrepreneur in Las Vegas, Nevada, Um, originally from Arizona, and now I live in Sin City, and it's amazing. Oh my goodness. Uh, we were just chatting before we started recording uh, about living in Vegas and how both uh, my fiance and Anna Laura's husband, we would not have thought, but really love Vegas. So, love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. oh my goodness. All right. Well, let's get into the goods here. Can you tell our listeners what, where were you working prior to starting your first business? Because you are a four-time entrepreneur, what made you take the leap into entrepreneurship? Yeah. So, you know, I don't have that stereotypical story where like I hated my day job and it was a total Mm. drag and I wanted to stick it to the man and like start my own company. Right. Um, I really enjoyed where I was working. Um, so I finished law school, um, in Miami and I moved to Las Vegas in 2010 and I started working for a really great firm, um, that still does to this day, business litigation and business bankruptcy among other um, practices. But those were the two that I was really exposed to and I got to learn from. So I was just, you know, plugging away, working my job at the law firm. I'm learning a ton. And, you know, I really liked the people I worked with as well. Um, but the way I started my first company was just by like happenstance. Um, end of 2011, I was catching up on the phone with one of my girlfriends, Danielle, who's had become, then became my co-founder with Sin City Cupcakes. And we were just chatting, like catching up on the phone, right? Like, what have you been up to? Um, and she told me she'd been making these alcohol cupcakes. And I was just like, Uh-oh. listen, I was like, I don't know how to bake this, that that's an amazing idea. And you need to come to Vegas at the time she was still living in Florida. And I was like, Vegas is the place where people come to overspend, overindulge, buy and do things they're not going to buy and do at home. <laughs> like alcohol cupcakes is the win here, you know? <laughs> and, and so she moved, she took a leap of faith and moved across the country. And we started the company in wow. 2012. Yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness. What was that journey like you two together, finally (laughs) starting this endeavor? What was that like? Well, you know, and of course, like, just like every entrepreneur, I made like every mistake in the book in the beginning, right? Like I moved her into my, I just bought a house. And so I was like, move in with me. Like (laughs) I have plenty of room, like like, just move, you know? And so I move her into my house. Um, and like I said, we started the company in 2012. Um, the first 18 months at Sin City Cupcakes was operational. I actually stayed working full-time at the law firm. So mm-hmm. I did it that way because that is my comfort level, right? Like I, 
um, I'm pretty risk adverse by nature. And so I did not like the idea of, oh, let me just quit my day job and I'm going to just try this out, right? With just my savings to catch me. And if it doesn't work, like I'm totally screwed. Like <laughs> I, th- that doesn't make me feel comfortable. And so Absolutely. I stayed working at my, um, at my day job for the first 18 months that wow. Sin City Cupcakes was operational. And that really just kind of saved us, I think, in the sense that we didn't have to make desperate business decisions in the beginning. Um, we were able to just, you know, be smart about what we wanted to do and just really pursue it in the way we wanted to because we didn't have pressures of like, oh no, I have to pay my mortgage, I have to pay my car payment. Like, how am I right. going to do this and pull money out of the company when it's not cash flowing? Um, I didn't have to worry about that. And so yeah. that was really, that helped a lot. And so it just, allowed us to grow organically and have fun with it. Um, And Danielle was the operations partner, right? Like she was working on that during the day when I was working my day job. Right. And then I was helping with the company on literally on nights and weekends. Like I was baking, I was running deliveries. I was helping set up events. Like you wear all the hats in the beginning. Right. And so I did all of that. Right. And I was working legit seven days a week, but it was so fun because part of it was my day job. And the other part of it was a company that I was building. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. I love that, Lisa. I love, thank you for two being very transparent with saying that you liked your job (laughs) while you were growing your business. Um, because I feel the same way too. I like my job while growing She Shines and, mm-hmm. you know, we, we do serve multi-passionate women. So a lot of the women in our community are still working full-time while growing their business, mm-hmm. or they might be, you know, working within another business like Anna Laura and they're, you know, mm-hmm. owning two businesses at the same time. So yeah. I think to be able to be upfront and honest about, Hey, I, I do like my job yeah, and like, in there's no shame yeah. in like liking your day job. Right. And yeah. I think it's all about like diversification, like have it like my whole, um, MO through all of this has been to have multiple streams of revenue, right? Like mm-hmm. different sources of revenue coming in from different places. And so if one of those is your day job, great. If another one is a company, great. If another one is a side hustle, great. If another one is eBay, like whatever it is, like, you know, you can have active and passive, sources of income. And I think that's, that's like a great goal to have. So however you spin it, you know, you can make it work. Absolutely. It's all comes down to what you can manage, what's on your, your plate Mm -hmm. and how, how you want to move forward. And I think really like having that vision for your life, Mm -hmm. you know, you mentioned that being an entrepreneur wasn't necessarily something you set out to do, but how do you feel looking back on your journey now? How, how do you feel about that? Yeah, no, you know, and it's important to remember as well, you know, it's taken me 10 years to become Mm. an overnight success. Mm. Right. Like legit, you know, rewind, say it again. Yeah, (laughs) Like it has taken me 10 years to become an overnight success. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, now I get to do like fun podcasts and talk about the journey and all that stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. But seriously, like it took, you know, eight to 10 years to build what I have. And luckily now, you know, I have a business portfolio of four companies that I've co-founded that are still operational and and running and everything's great. And we have great partners and teams and systems, but I mean, I've co-founded other companies that are no longer operational, Mm -hmm. right? Like, it's like, you are going to go through a journey where you have to decide like, you know, what do you want to get out of it? And like I said, for me, I wanted to make sure I had different sources of income coming in from different places and staying diversified. So I'm in, you know, food and beverage, I'm in real estate, I'm in shipping, I'm in e-commerce, I'm in so many different places 
And the key to all of that is having great operational partners, great teams, great systems. Mm. Um, I don't solely own by myself any one of my companies. I have great operational partners who have as much skin in the game as I do and care just as much about the company as I do. So we help each other right? We help each other grow the companies. Um, and we put in great lieutenants, great seconds in place, you know, great general managers in place who are also going to be able to help us run the company. Mm. Speaking a little bit about partners and, and systems and, and operations, we, we always teach the importance of having those systems in place as you grow your business. So you have mm-hmm. organization, right? There's less overwhelm. There's more ease with those everyday tasks. Yep. How, can you tell us like how systems and those processes played a role in your growth to this amazing seven figure business that, that you've grown and four times over four businesses yeah. that, that you now are, are part of? I mean, it's important to remember, like, first you have to have a baseline of your processes laid out, you know, and, and that starts with like your roles and responsibilities between like you and your partner, mm. right? Like, what am I supposed to be doing? What are you supposed to be doing? Right. Like we've asked each other that (laughs) Yeah, like a baseline stuff. Right. Cause you definitely don't want to be repeating work and you definitely don't want to be like crowding up in someone else's space Mm -hmm. and like, you know, creating any sort of discord either. So it it starts at the very, very beginning when you guys are like forming the company and you're looking at your partner and you're saying, okay, well, what are the roles and responsibilities that we're each bringing to the table? Right. Mm -hmm. Like I help provide the finances. I help provide the processes. I help provide legal. I help, you know what I mean? Like there are certain core things that I have experience with or that like, you know, are are just part of my wheelhouse more innately. So for sure, like those are what I'm bringing to the table. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you can kind of plug and play and replicate that regardless of industry, right? Like I'd mentioned, whether it's food and beverage, retail, you know, real estate, shipping, e-commerce, like I keep taking those core things that I know that I'm good at and I keep plugging them into these different Mm. industries. Mm. So the process is like, you have to nail that down from the beginning and just remember you can tweak over time, um, but nail those processes down and you don't have to start from scratch, right? Like I'm a big fan of, of, um, you know, legally and legitimately copying other processes. Um, even the way that we started the shipping stores, Ship Las Vegas, you know, I didn't know anything about like the shipping industry, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what do I know? You know, what do I know about? <laughs> I didn't work in a UPS store, you know, but I knew that I liked the business model because you have these low maintenance, low overhead items, which are the mailboxes that get rented out. And then you have the shipping component of the business, which is you make a percentage on it and it's ancillary seasonal, but the mailboxes are that steady recurring revenue. So I was like, okay, I love this business model. I love the idea, but how am I going to do this? Cause I don't know anything about running a shipping store. So who do I know that successfully runs a shipping store, right? So I picked up the phone. I have a good friend who has three UPS stores in San Diego. I picked his brain. And wow. then I went to my local independent mailbox rental packing and shipping store, like up the street from my house. And I was like, Hey, like <laughs> I was a patron of theirs, right? I'd been their customer for like nine years. And I was like, I went to the owner, Andrew, because I'd known him, right, for nine years. I've been their customer. And he said, Andrew, I um, I have a business proposition for you. And he was like, yes. And I was like, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to open up one of these, like, far enough away from you. It's not competition. Mm-hmm. But I don't know anything about running these stores. And you've had this store for a decade. And I know it does really well. Um, can I pay you $10,000 to let me follow you around for two weeks 
Wow. And I will capture all of your processes, like everything A to Z, like, like from the time you unlock the front door, what's the next thing that you do. Right. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay. And so we did. And I literally wow. replicated now two stores off wow. of that experience and like those processes that we built. I mean, I literally, I copied or modified everything right mm-hmm. down to like what's the computer software he, you know, there's certain mm-hmm. postal software he uses for the computers. Like, you know, what is the opening procedure? You unlock the front door and the next thing they do is they unlock a folding gate. Oh, so I need a giant folding gate in my stores. Like I, I got the blueprint by like training there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was literally a trainee for two weeks at his store. And like his customers thought I was like a new staff. <laughs> I was legit training in his store for two weeks. So I could understand the business. I absolutely wow. love that, that you did that so mm-hmm. often. I think we, when we're starting a new business, we want to ask for help, but I love that you went a step above and beyond and really wanted to value his time, his knowledge, his experience Yeah, you have to, and, yeah. and straight up offered to, to pay him for yes. all that because you, you know, how valuable those resources are, his time, his energy, totally, with, yeah. being able to witness all that. So I absolutely love that. So listeners take note, mm-hmm. you know, it might not be $10,000, but what value can you add if you were just starting out in your industry, whatever it is with your idea, what value can you add to a, a mentor of sorts? Like yeah. how, how can you compensate them? Even if it's just like, Hey, can I take you out for coffee and ask you a few questions? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. or it can be literally like shadow, right? Like how can yeah, you, how can definitely. you be a value? Right. Let's say you're good at social media or let's say you're good at whatever, like hit them up and be like, I would love to volunteer my services for three months. And I just mm-hmm. want to like shadow you, or I just want to, you know what I mean? Like there's so many yeah. different ways. That's a great idea. Great Mm -hmm. idea. And I love how you so honestly said you knew nothing about shipping. I didn't know anything (laughs) about running a shipping store. Yeah, 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 but you did it. And so, I mean, as a successful, multi-passionate woman yourself with four different companies and four different industries, one of the questions we get frequently is like, how do I know which idea to pick or like, how do I know which one to focus on? Which one's going to work? <laughs> so yeah. like, what yeah. would your advice be on knowing which ideas to actually pursue and like take that idea from thought to execution to like landing that first customer? I think it's really easy to get shiny object syndrome, right? Because mm. everything sounds like a good idea, yeah. right? <laughs> yes. Especially, I think if you're like a positive, optimistic person, like oftentimes, like everything sounds like a good idea. Oh, so yes. <laughs> you have to reel yourself back a little bit and figure Guilty. out like, your wheelhouse, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like kind of like turn it inwards and like, what are the core things you're good at? Mm -hmm. What are the core things that you're good at that you have expertise in? And so then when you do hear a good idea, like alcohol cupcakes, right? Like (laughs) you're like, okay, like I can at least jump on this and at least bring what I'm good at. Cause I, like I said, I didn't even know how to bake before we started that company. Mm -hmm. I learned, you know, in the process, but you know, I, I am, I am not, and have never been like our head baker. Right. And luckily (laughs) now, you know, the company is aged eight years. Mm -hmm. Like I, you know, I get shooed out of the kitchen. Like there's (laughs) no reason for me to be in there. So, um, you know, figure out what you're good at, right. What value do you bring? What, what's your wheelhouse? And then overlay that. If you do hear something that really like hits you, you're like, that is a good idea. Like, I know I could help turn this into something. Then you negotiate bringing the things that you're good at. Mm, Right. It's not like I went to Danielle and was like, teach me how to do it. And I'm going to run it and I'm going to be the baker. Like I'm not a baker. 
I'm not good at that, right? Like I know that I'm not, right? Um, I'm, I'll help and I did have to help in the beginning, right? Um, but I knew that I was like, okay, let me team up with someone who like has more experience in this than I do, who I know is like innately good at some of the core tasks that it's going to take, but like, what are the things that I'm good at that I can bring? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Really honing in on your strengths. Yeah. Absolutely. And that, I love that that applies not only to, you know, figuring out what idea to hone in on, but also the systems that we talked about earlier in your roles and responsibilities. Yeah. So really starting out from the get-go on tapping into your own strengths. I love that. Mm -hmm. So let's say, you know, we're, we're multi-passionate women and we've been doing this a little while. How, like, what advice would you have for other multi-passionate men, women out there pursuing their passion successfully without burnout? Cause you have so much on your plate. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure you get this question a lot. Like, how do you do it all? (laughs) Well, the key is that I don't do it all right. Like I don't do it all by myself. Like I said, I have operational partners in everything that I do. And then, um, you know, under that layer, we have teams, we have systems, like, like it truly takes a village for every single one of these things. Right. And so, you know, my oldest company is eight going on nine. My youngest company is three. So it's like all of that in between time, you, you have to surround yourself with people who are going to be able to help you, who are going to support you. And I mean, for me, just on like a personal level, like, um, again, like your circle is just so important. Like who's on Mm -hmm. your team, right? I had a mentor tell me this years ago and it really hit me. He said, um, he said, get out a piece of paper and write down three people who think about your success when you're sleeping. Mm. And I was like, wow. And, and it was just, it just hit me. Right. Like for real, Mm -hmm. like who's in your corner, right? Like who's Mm -hmm. in your corner? Like is it yes men? Is it just people who are just like sick of ants or just like, yeah, like that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Do that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they're not giving you honest feedback. They're not going to be there for you when like things go sideways. Like you have to have the right people around you in order to grow and be successful. And, and I think if, even if you're at the point of, you know, maybe you haven't brought on a team or a partner or anything like that, like if you are a solopreneur listening to this, rewind the tape, listen to that again. Like just having that community in your corner yes. when you're starting, when the going gets tough, cause it will, is yes. so crucial. I love that advice. Well, talking about burnout and, and having, you know, a good hype squad behind you, people who are actually in your corner, we, and I'm sure you can relate, we know the weight of imposter syndrome while mm-hmm. growing your business and especially the fear of failure when you're starting to get into sales and starting to talk about your business sure. more. I mean, you, you built your business without investors, which is so incredible. What are some ways that you can share with our community on how they can be resourceful <laughs> with marketing uh, their sales and kind of just the ins and outs of owning a business as a, a new entrepreneur who's probably dealing with the imposter syndrome and fear? Yeah. Well, number one, I mean, especially now in this like day and age of social media, like remember that social media is a highlight reel, Mm -hmm. right? Like in general, people are posting their wins. They're posting the big clients. They're posting the great vacations. Like it's a highlight reel, right? And especially in business, things go sideways all the time, sometimes multiple times a day. In general, that's not what gets posted on social media, right? right? (laughs) Maybe, maybe the glass of wine at the end of the day is what gets posted, you know, but it's like, you don't even know what it took to also get guilty. there. Also guilty. Yeah, also guilty. But 
you know, so, so I think that's important to know and just remind people like, hey, like, don't forget like what you're seeing out there that's being presented is the highlight reel. It's not the everyday day to day real life. Um, and I think, you know, what it really comes down to with, with, you know, entrepreneurs, people starting out, um, just realize that, that you do have what it takes. You just may not know everything you need to know right now. And that's okay. Like, that's why you have to ask questions. You have to reach out to people who know more about that industry or whatever it is than you. And oftentimes, guess what? They're totally accessible because they're right in your phone. You should be relying on your sphere of influence, number one. Mm. Like, I know people are looking out like, oh, like, I want Richard Branson to be my mentor. I want Oprah <laughs> to be my mentor or whatever. And like, that's a great goal to have. And, and, you know, reach out to them, like, do what you can. But at the end of the day, like, if you want tangible, efficient results, I think you should be relying on your sphere of influence. And that means the people who are in your phone right now, like you make a list, right? Make a list of 20 people that are in your phone that you could pick up the phone and call right now and ask about your business, ask about sales, ask about, you know, whatever it is. Like you have the people in your phone, you just aren't using them. Yeah. That, that's such a great advice yeah. because as you were saying that, I'm like, oh my goodness, why have I not called that person? Like, I know they're yeah, super successful, up, right? Hit them up and like, just, you know, say happy new year and say that you want to catch up. Like, this is not about you being, can I pick your brain? Like, especially right. people who are busy, they hear it all the time, right? Yeah, you so get true. hit about that all the time from people that you like and people that you know, and then people you don't like and people you don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I would structure it as like, Hey, like this is just a catch up. Like, I want to know what you're doing. What are you working mm-hmm. on right now? Right. And then mm-hmm. organically you're mm-hmm. going to end up asking you and you're going to end up talking about what you're doing anyway. But right. like, it's crazy. Like how, um, just like how happenstance will occur when like you're asking someone else what they're doing, what they're working on. And then boom, like sparks start flying and you're like, Oh my God, I just met a guy that does blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yes. then boom, you start connecting. Right. And, um, I, I just think it's so important to lean on your sphere of influence, even if you're in sales, right? I, I tell yeah. our girls at the real estate brokerage this all the time, hit your sphere of influence first. Yes. Absolutely. No, you know, we're huge on building community, creating that. So from, from day one, that's always been very important to us, just like in our, in our personal life, like that's yeah. how this started was an Instagram DM turned coffee date turn now love like it. community. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so we're just, I, I love focusing on that community. So I, I love, what did you call it? A sphere, sphere of mentorship? Influence. Sphere of influence. Influence. Yeah. I, I made that, that word in my head. Okay. <laughs> fear of influence, influence first and yes. foremost. That's, your SOI. Yeah. Yes. Your oh. SOI. Like anyone who's in sales, like knows your SOI, yes. right. And, mm. and you have to lean on that. And I think it's no different in business and entrepreneurship, like lean on your sphere. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you would say that's probably the most important thing, like as a business owner, I mean, you, you've seen tremendous benefits from this, like hello, being able to grow your business from, from, zero to seven figures without taking on investors is amazing. Alex mentioned that earlier. I mean, how, how has it been in terms of like networking as well? Have you been, have you seen much like gains in your, in your business and in your professional life, I guess, from growing, continuing to grow that influence? Yeah, 100%. And, and, you know, here's the thing. So I'm not like a, oh, like, let's go to a networking event. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not that girl. 
But what I do like and enjoy, and this actually dips into the pageantry, is community engagement. So when I was Miss Nevada, I did nearly 500 community appearances, volunteering in schools, reading in hospitals, working with countless nonprofits. To this day, the people that I met, who I otherwise would have never met, right? Because I was, you know, emceeing the blue carpet for the Boys and Girls Club, or I was Mm -hmm. in Reno, you know, or I was in, um, you know, Fernley, Nevada, talking (laughs) to their Rotary Club, right? (laughs) I was in all these places, Mm -hmm. um, and I was meeting people that I otherwise would have never have met. And to this day, I still have amazing friendships, business relationships, business deals that have directly been a result of the fact that I was simply out in the community volunteering my time. Mm -hmm. So I I say this to everybody is just get involved in your community. Mm -hmm. Like just go volunteer. Like if you like dogs or puppies, like go volunteer at your local, you know, shelter. Like it's, this is so easy. This doesn't have to be like gut wrenching, you know, like working with the homeless and it's hard and you end up leaving there crying because you feel bad. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like it doesn't have to be this like terrible emotional, you know, drama, um, when you volunteer and give back in the community, it can be something really fun and light and something you truly enjoy that you're like bringing value to. And that's still volunteering in the community. I mean, it's, it's however, you know, works for you and what works for you. But at the end of the day, you are going to end up meeting people that you otherwise wouldn't have met. Um, you are going to get so much value out of it, not only on just like a, you know, a self personal level, but also just, you know, the more that you engage in the community that you live and work in, you will derive tangible results from that, even though that's not why you're doing it. Yes. One thousand percent. Yes. So glad you said that because that is how we grew our business in the beginning was by starting local, like I, yeah, exactly. who do we what know nearby who would want to help or support us on this new endeavor while we Perfect. can in turn support their business. Mm-hmm. And so in fact, a lot of the beginning businesses that we collaborated with when we first started are women that we're still working with today who have then yeah. opened the doors for other opportunities Perfect. for us and vice versa. So we really love how you, how you said, you know, doing community engagement We're we're such big fans of community building and it is like our expertise mm-hmm. over at she shine. So to mm-hmm. hear that it's such a big part of your business as well, just really makes 100%. us happy. I mean, that's actually how I met my real estate partner, Kathy. She and I met volunteering in the community like five years <laughs> wow. ago and just became great friends and then two years ago, we went to business together. And I mean, last year, last year we did, um, yeah, I mean, we did seven figures again. Like it's just, it's Amazing. been an incredible partnership and we met volunteering in the community. I mean, you just, you never know where your you next idea know. is going to come from, where your right. next business mm-hmm. is going to come from. But at the end of the day, it starts with getting outside your comfort zone mm-hmm. for some of you and, mm-hmm. and making that connection, just mm-hmm. a simple hello, I'm sure has led, has opened so many doors for you yeah. and your multiple businesses. Lisa, thank you so much. Yes, thank, you, thank, you, thank, you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my goodness. This thank has been amazing. We have a few more questions for you. The first being, where can we connect with you? Cause I'm sure our community is going to have so many questions for you and want to like watch all the stories, do all the things. <laughs> yeah, so please absolutely. tell us. <laughs> Connect with me. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, all at Lisa Song Sutton. Perfect. Awesome. 
We will link that in the show notes as well. So you guys can go stalk Lisa and all of her amazing <laughs> cupcakes. I want some Sin City cupcakes now. <laughs> yeah, you've got to get out here. <laughs> <laughs> and can you tell us, is there anything that you have going on right now that you're working on with, with your multiple businesses? Um, I mean, we're just, you know, focused on obviously, you know, coming out of, of 2020, which I know was, you know, a challenge for a lot of people in a lot of different industries. Mm -hmm. um, luckily, um, you know, real estate and shipping in particular, we actually had our best year in 2020. And it's just because, especially here in Southern Nevada, I mean, our real estate industry has just been booming because so many people are like fleeing high tax states. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, a place like Nevada, Texas over here, I feel that. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. Like we have no state income tax no corporate tax on the first 4 million wow. of your company. It's a very friendly uh, business tax structure and it's a low cost of living for like all the big city amenities that you get. Um, so yeah, we've just been, you know, extremely busy with all that. And so I'm just so grateful for, you know, the growth that we've had and um, we're just continuing on that trajectory. Oh, love to hear it. And we will link all of Elisa's businesses as well in the show notes. You're going to be getting a lot of, I feel like people visiting <laughs> new, yeah, new people to Vegas coming. <laughs> all righty. So the way we like to end each episode is our rapid fire. She shines question round. Uh, so we're going to set the stage for you. You are getting ready to order your favorite coffee or tea beverage, whatever that may be. Um, there's someone behind you. She's going to offer to pay your drink, but she has to answer. You're going to answer three questions for her first. Okay. So first question, she's like, Oh my God, it's Lisa Sin City cupcakes. I heard you on the she shines podcast. I came out here to Vegas to try your cupcakes. And <laughs> one, what is your favorite way to connect with new people? Community engagement. I mean, like I said, like, I love just getting a chance to meet people in person, which I know is yeah. like, you know, tougher now because of yeah. COVID, but hopefully we're on the back end of that now, but I love connecting people in person. So, you know, mm -hmm. community events, um, volunteering, you know, whatever that looks like, but I think in person is just so crucial. Absolutely. No, we're, we're craving that in-person connection as well. Mm -hmm. So the next question she has is how can I create community in my life or business? get out there and get engaged, right? Mm -hmm. Like get, like you have to put yourself out there. You're not going to, no mm -hmm. one's going to come knock on your door and be like, Hey, do you want to come volunteer at this thing? Or do you want to be part of, <laughs> right? Like get mm -hmm. out there and get engaged. I mean, just Google like here in Las Vegas, right? Google, Google meetups, Las Vegas, mm -hmm. like they're still happening. They're still going on. So like, you know, be part of that. Um, my real estate partner, Kathy, she, um, ironically, it's crazy. She's on like a Bumble BFF. And she oh, has yeah. so many people on Bumblebee that she keeps oh, like goodness. harping on me to get on it. <laughs> but seriously, like she has met so many people from that. And it's crazy. Like some of them turned into clients, some of them turned into, you know, just friends. Like it, you can't even predict what will happen if you put yourself out there to meet new friends. Like that's the goal. Meet new right. friends. Right. Love that. All right. Last question. How do you get your fill of girl talk? Oh my gosh. Well, you know, luckily we have FaceTime, right? So like my girlfriends who don't live here in Vegas, we get a chance to FaceTime with each yes. other. Um, but just, you know, staying, staying kind of top of mind with everyone, right? Like mm -hmm. we're all in like a group text and we've got like a group Facebook messenger and, you know, we make time for each other, which I think is really, really important. So like, don't mm -hmm. forget to do that, right? Like a schedule, you know, those phone dates or those FaceTime dates with your girlfriends, if you can't see them in person and, you know, carve out time literally Definitely. going to do that right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Lisa, again, thank you so much for taking the time out of your tremendously busy schedule to, <laughs> to hang with us, chat with us, share such valuable information on engagement and community building, as well as growing your business with limited resources. So we <laughs> so appreciate that. Ladies, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Until next time, keep shining. Thank you so much for joining us on the She Shines podcast. Before you go, be sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode. Plus, we would love to hear what you enjoyed most. So share a takeaway and be sure to tag us at SheXShines. And lastly, please take a sec to leave a thoughtful review or pass this episode on to someone you feel could use it. Until next time, keep shining. Cheers, girlfriend.